Blog Talk Radio. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the people. For great is your love, reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the sky. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth.
Amen. This is what it's all about right here. Welcome to the Brilliant Bible Chapel Blog Talk Radio broadcast for the 8th of July, 2018. Tonight we have a very, very special broadcast, which is uh, going to commence simultaneously with a Facebook Live video in just about nine minutes. So for all those listening by way of Blog Talk, if you want to see the live video, you can just go to my Facebook <coughs> my Facebook page, and you'll be able to, uh, you know, watch the video as we get into the main purpose of tonight's broadcast, which is honoring a sister in Christ, a remarkable, incredible woman of faith, a mother, grandmother, and a dear, dear friend. In Jesus Christ, Rachel Donkey Redman of Lind, Wisconsin, Lind Center, Wisconsin. Tonight we're going to honor her in a eulogy and a uh, memorial, online memorial service. And many of her friends and uh, uh, supporters. Uh, during her long struggle and battle and fight against ALS, are tuning into this broadcast and also going to hopefully, prayerfully join us during the live video segment. And uh, before we commence in that area, I would like to just go to prayer and open the broadcast in prayer. Father God in heaven, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you. Thank you for the way you work in our lives, how you you are in complete and total 100% uh, control, Lord. Nothing surprises you. Things may surprise us. Nothing hurts you. We may find ourselves hurt here and there. You are our comforter, Lord Jesus. You are the one we trust in, rely upon, follow, and we give you the praise and the glory, Lord. We bring to your throne of grace and your mercy seat tonight, Lord, unspoken requests and spoken requests, brothers and sisters in Christ in the ministry, brothers and sisters in Christ of Berean Bible Chapel, brothers and sisters in Christ at large. So many prayer requests, Lord. So many folks going through so much. Many in pain, suffering, and affliction. Fighting cancer, lupus, diabetes, spinal injuries, cardiovascular injuries, respiratory illness. We could go on and on, Lord. There there are so many in need of prayer. And we bring these prayers, Lord, to you and we lay them at your feet. Now, Lord, just control, take take control, Holy Spirit, of this broadcast. May it magnify and exalt our Lord Jesus Christ and bear testimony to the testimony of Jesus Christ and the testimony of the Word of God on which we stand in uncompromising faith 
and allegiance and devotion, Lord. Father God, bless each and every brother and sister in Christ listening to this broadcast, all their numerous prayer requests, all their spoken and unspoken petitions that they have before you, Lord. We pray for so many brothers and sisters in Christ, and you know their names, each and every name, each and every detail, each and every intricate, personal, even intimate information related to every single one of these brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh, Lord, we ask your blessing on the broadcast and on them. And be with the donkey family, the Redmond family, and the extended family, the Lord, there in Lynn, Wisconsin, as they prepare to uh, have their funeral service for uh, Rachel, Lord. And we are just so thankful and grateful for the privilege we have, Lord, to gather together in your name. Help us to be what we ought to be, Lord. Help us to just follow you and 100% serve you, Lord, and just trust you. Help us not to lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge you because we are confident, Lord, your promise is true and faithful. You will direct our paths. Father God, bless this service. And Lord, as we lift up you, if there be someone out there listening, Lord, who needs you, Lord Jesus Christ, as Savior and Lord, we pray tonight would be the night, today would be the very day they come to save in faith in Jesus Christ. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus, you're my first foundation. I put my hope in your 
we're transitioning over right now and trusting the Lord for the broadcast. Going live in five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. Let's see if this works tonight. Praise God. Here we are. We are live, Facebook live video right now. We are out there and trusting the Lord as we commence with this uh, segment of the uh, Berean Bible Chapel Blog Talk Radio broadcast. And we are uh, simultaneously live on Facebook. This is a very special broadcast, and from this point on, we're going to hold on. Going to try again. Let's see if it works this time. We had a slight technical difficulty. Going to see if it works this time. Trust in the Lord. Trusting the Lord. This is a very special broadcast, and I'm going to see if it's working. Here we go. It says it's progressing. Nope, it stopped again. Okay, brothers and sisters in Christ, we're not going to give up. Keep going to. Try one more time. Otherwise, we'll proceed just with the Blog Talk broadcast itself. One more time. Let's see. Don't know what the issue is, the Lord. Let's see if it works this time. It only worked for 90 seconds both times. And we're going to see if it works this time. Coming up on to 40 seconds, 45 seconds. Uh, we really wanted this for the folks out there who love loved Rachel. And I see the camera is active, and the video stopped. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Let's see. Maybe if I back out and come back in. How about that? Meanwhile, I will play a hymn. Okay, folks? We're going to give this another shot in just a second. It worked the other morning. I don't understand why it won't work now. We'll go One day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to Born of a virgin, dwelt among men, my example is he. 
All right, beloved. Apparently, Facebook will not cooperate. The Internet will not cooperate. I don't know if it's AT&T or if it's Facebook or if it's both, but it's irrelevant. We're going to proceed with the broadcast. We are on Blog Talk Radio right now, and we'll just trust the Lord for the Blog Talk broadcast. There's been no interference with it. Rachel Donkey Redmond, a sister in Christ, was 48 years old. She was born December 20th, 1969, to Alan and Linda Donkey in Wapaka, Wisconsin. December 20th, 1969, to July 1st, 2018. Last Sunday on this broadcast, we prayed for Rachel. That on Sunday, before Sunday concluded, Rachel went to be with the Lord. Her life consisted of much more than a dash between two dates on a tombstone. Rachel was a remarkable, unique, and incredible sister in Christ. Rachel trusted Christ and was baptized and confirmed in the Lord. She lived in Lynn Center, Wisconsin. But after a year at UW Oshkosh, She joined the Continentals, very renowned musical group, and traveled crisscross the United States of America and Europe singing her life songs, singing songs and and, uh, concerts, doing promotions and performances on a multiple level. To be selected, just to be selected to sing with the Continentals is an incredible honor. And Rachel availed herself of that honor, praise God. She loved singing for the Lord. And she did use her singing gift in a a multitude of arenas to get the message of Jesus Christ across and also to show the gift that God gave her. She loved to show her gift and singing for the Lord. It was all dedicated to the Lord. This was this remarkable and incredible, unique uh, woman of faith that we're talking about, Rachel. She was a mother to her two daughters, Crystal and Emily. She was the mother and grandmother. She got to be a mother and a grandmother. Rachel was a devoted daughter to her father and mother, but she was a devoted and dedicated wife and mother as well. She was also an activist on two fronts. That's right. Rachel Donkey Redmond was an activist. She, She was active. Can I say that? You know, a lot of people think Christians are dull. Christianity is dull. Christianity is boring. And we get all those kind of criticisms from the world. Rachel would have none of it. Rachel was, she was an activist. She she threw her life into the service for others. And on very important issues, on two fronts in particular, When her young cousin, Cora Jones, was abducted and murdered by a serial killer, Rachel organized efforts to bring awareness regarding child abduction. 
to whomever would listen. Remember the singing gift we talked about? Rachel recorded songs that were used specifically to bring awareness on the issue. And and some of the songs she sang were quite poignant and very, very powerful. Very, and, and God used this woman to display his power and the ability to communicate truth, the ability to rally folks to uh, be an awareness and an understand—excuse <coughs> me—an understanding of a serious, serious subject. And Rachel did so out of devotion and dedication and love for her cousin who was slain. Rachel, I, I keep using that word incredible, but that was that was Rachel. And we all know her second activism was in regard to her diagnosis in 2013 of ALS. ALS, otherwise known as Lou Gehrig's disease. She was diagnosed in 2013, and she fought it for five years until last Sunday. She kept fighting. Rachel was a pioneer of sorts. Rachel utilized social media to get the word out to fight ALS and to search research and search for a cure. Rachel was tenacious, tenacious in her resolve to get the word out. And she used every opportunity to do so. She was she was an influence and an inspiration to so many so many folks, not just her friends and family, but to many involved in the fight against ALS. Those who had ALS and those caregivers who were there supporting them, helping them, she knew all about the fight because she she was fighting that same fight. Rachel was a pioneer of sorts. She was incredible. Her Her focus in this particular area was to fight the ALS, to inspire people to fight ALS, not just give in to it, but also to bring an awareness to the general public at large and especially to the Christian community and her friends in Christ and her friends in Jesus. And she did that. She did that. She asked them to pray, to pray to support those fighting ALS and to pray for the caregivers who were there for those who fought ALS. Rachel hoped that her fight, this is this is another aspect of credible testimony, and that is that Rachel hoped and prayed, and she shared this with me and others, that her fight against ALS would transcend her death. Rachel wasn't hiding from the fact that there was a very definite possibility that she would die as a result of the the effects and consequences and impact of ALS upon her because, you see, at this point, there is no cure for ALS. There is no way 
to uh, throw it into remission or anything of that nature. You, if you were diagnosed with ALS, you had nothing but a fight ahead of you. And she learned this fight personally. And she went through every aspect of that fight with courage and valor and bravery. And she, her, her, her only prayer and hope was that to inspire others with ALS to keep fighting. Rachel's deepest wishes were for everyone to come to saving faith in Jesus Christ and for Christians especially to pray that researchers would find a cure for ALS. Her visitation will be July 9, 2018 at the Holly Funeral Home of Wapaka from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Her actual funeral, where she'll be laid to rest by her family, is on July 10, 2018, at Emmaus Lutheran Church at 11 a.m. Rachel, as I said, was remarkable and courageous, possessing valor and bravery in her fight against the ALS. And in her struggle and fight, there was nothing but tenacious refusal to surrender. cannot tell you how many times that inspires myself as a pastor to see that. And, not, and, and no, no shaking her fist at God or none of that kind of thing. It was, I have, I have accepted this. I'm going to pray. I'm going to use my faith. I'm going to use my my physical strength, I'm going to use everything I have to fight it and fight it. She did. She never surrendered to it. She never gave in to it. Nope. Rachel was remarkable. She possessed valor and bravery in her fight against ALS. Courageousness, valor, and bravery are usually adjectives used when people describe Discussing soldiers going through combat, Rachel, my friends, my my brothers and sisters in Christ, Rachel totally fought with the same courageousness and the same valor and the same bravery as any soldier in combat has ever done. You've got to understand that this here was a woman of faith. Here was a here was a young mother. And the grandmother here was a godly woman, a daughter of faith, a, a daughter of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, a a woman with incredible gifts of singing and the ability to sing. And she used her life song to reach out for others, not just not just on her own fight against ALS. She was resigned to fight. I'm going to fight, and I don't care what anybody says. I don't. I don't. I don't. I know what. They, I. I. I know the Lord is with me, no matter what comes. She told me once. No matter what comes, the Lord is with me. Her faith was unshakable. You could not shake her faith. And when, when her strength was depleted, and she was almost imploring the Lord, Lord, bring me to heaven, take me home. It wasn't because she was surrendering 
to the weakness and the, stri- and the struggle and the frailty. It's because she just wanted to be with the Lord. She just wanted to go be with the Lord. She loved the Lord. Her love for the Lord was without measure and boundless. Oh, she loved her family. She was devoted and loved her daughters. Pray. I remember when she asked us to pray when her daughter was getting married. She wanted to be able to go to the marriage. She wanted to be able to be there, to do what a mother does when her daughter's getting married. And we all prayed for that. All of us, hundreds of believers online praying for that. And God answered the prayer, and Rachel got to go to the wedding, and Rachel got to go and witness the marriage. And praise God, it was a glorious day. She says that was her word, one of the words she chose when she shared it. It was a glorious day. It was wonderful. It was so wonderful and beautiful. And online we've seen some of the photographs. We've looked at some of the uh, uh, photographs of the wedding, and you can see the joy on Rachel's face. You can just see it. It's just it's just lighting up her whole countenance. She was just incredible beyond measure. She was incredible beyond measure. And, and, and God blessed her and answered all our prayers on her behalf in that regard. You know, we talk about Rachel and all our thoughts, some of our thoughts go to the ALS fight. Others go to her gift of singing. Others go to her, her, her the way she was vulnerable and opened and shared her life with us. You know, a lot of people, when they fight serious, severe illness and pain, suffering, and affliction, they they withdraw into themselves. But Rachel shared it. She shared what she was going through. She She invited us in. Why would she do this, you might say? How could she do this? Was it because she was so incredibly remarkable and unique? No, it was because she genuinely loved the company, the friendship, the support. It was like, she told me once, it was like water in a desert, Chappie. It was, it's like water in a desert, knowing my brothers and sisters are praying for me, knowing you're, you're out there, knowing you're listening. You know, some of us who prayed for her, we 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 did everything we could. We 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 donated to her GoFundMe page. We we did the uh, private donations route. We did everything we could think of. But she always told me the most important thing she wanted and desired and needed was our prayers. And we prayed. Rachel's life led us to prayer, enhanced our prayer life, enhanced my personal prayer walk. And I'm just one person. There's others, brothers and sisters in Christ out there who are who 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 testify and attest to the courage that this remarkable woman of faith displayed openly, freely. And so many of us expressed the same desire and hope. We knew when we get to heaven, we'll meet Rachel. We knew this about if she went to be with the Lord, we knew someday we would see her. But I heard so many brothers and sisters in Christ 
online on Facebook in the Facebook community, in the different Facebook groups where we all go and frequent to one another and share the Lord and share fellowship. I heard so many of them say the same thing. I want to get in the car and I want to drive to where you're at and I want to help you. I want to be there for you. And she told me once, she said, Chappie, I just want them to know that their prayers are with me. I can tell when people are praying for me. And sometimes we would post little things on our wall. We would post them on our wall and we would ask people. We would ask the people to pray. Pray for Rachel Donkey Redmond. She's going through it, you know, her trials, her severe suffering. And we would all gather and pray. And I was amazed. I would post a, a little message, just a little message about pray for Rachel. And all of a sudden, it'd be like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, almost 100 sponsors within less than an hour. And then it would increase and increase and increase. And before it was over, the whole page, the whole timeline was filled with people saying, I'm praying for you, Rachel. We're thinking of you, Rachel. We're with you, Rachel. And there there was the response from Rachel, as I can tell. She would say, I can tell when people are praying for me. She asked me, she said, you know, if I go be with the Lord because of all this, she says, I want you to promise me something. Promise that if you do anything or mention me, promise that the gospel will be preached. So I asked her, I said, Rachel, I said, what passage of scripture would you like? She she gave me the passage in scripture that she would like attached because it meant so much to her. And so from the Gospel of John tonight, I'm going to give a, 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 a brief message of the gospel. I'm going to give the gospel just like Rachel wanted because this service, this entire service is about this godly woman who who touched our lives with inspiration, who touched our lives with Christian love, who showed us a life song in the middle of suffering, showed us courage and valor and bravery because, you know, she knew all about courage and valor and bravery because she faced... She, she faced up. She faced the battle, and she did so in the faith of the Lord. Understand something, and hear me now, and I'll say this to every brother and sister in Christ. Your prayers were answered for Rachel. Your prayers were answered for Rachel. The ALS did not beat Rachel. I want to say that. I want to say that. Because she didn't, she wouldn't for a moment give the ALS the victory. She would never do that. Rachel said, no, the victory belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. And she, and, and she would say that. She would believe that. Even in her most tested and trying moments, she would find comfort in the promises of God and in the word of God, and in the promises of Jesus Christ. 
She also had a deep interest in Bible prophecy and how the Word of God teaches about Jesus coming back. And 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 ever all of us are asking, you know, we want the Lord to come back. We want to go be with Jesus. We want Him to take us up to heaven to gather us together unto Himself. Well, guess what? He He's doing that. He's doing that one by one, and He's doing He will do it all at once. But the ALS did not defeat Rachel. I want that clear. She overcame the ALS. Through her faith in her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, she was truly victorious. She was truly victorious, beloved. She trusted in Jesus, and now she is, as she asked a friend to post, before she went to be with the Lord, before she died, she said, if I go be with the Lord, I want my friend, my best friend, my closest friend, to post on my timeline that I am chilling with Jesus. <laughs> chilling with Jesus. <laughs> I, 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 I read that and I heard that and I said, that's Rachel. That's Rachel. That's the person who showed devotion and dedication and resolve and never give up, never surrender. Except to Jesus Christ. That's what she told me. I'll never surrender and I'll never give up to anyone except Jesus. She is more alive right now. Are you listening, church? Are you listening, brothers and sisters in Christ? Are you listening? Rachel is more alive right now at this instant in heaven than any of us listening to this broadcast can even begin to comprehend. Last Sunday, Rachel went to be with the Lord. This Sunday, we're doing the eulogy and the memorial, online memorial for her. On the 10th, she'll have her funeral. But Rachel's been dancing and running and walking the streets of glory and praising God. And using that glorious voice of hers to to praise the Lord since last Sunday, since the moment she realized, this is it. I'm going to be with Jesus. This is it. This is actually it. And all her anticipations and all her desires and the desire of her heart and the and the hope and the faith that she clung to and lived with, all of it was coming to culmination and she was going to go be with her her Lord her Savior and her Father I remember when she told me when her, her father died and when he went to be with the Lord and, and she said you know and I told her I was I, 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 we sent our condolences Berean Bible Chapel our, the folks here, we sent our condolences for her. She said, you know, just pray for my mom. Pray for my mom. Pray for the farm. Pray for the family. And it just reached into my heart. And all I can imagine was 
and I do. You know, we, we, we sing that song, I Can Only Imagine. But all I can imagine right now is when Rachel went to be with the Lord, and she, as she told her mom, "Mom, I'm, I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to die." After her diagnosis, she said, "I'm not afraid to die, not one iota. I'm gonna, I'm gonna exhale here and inhale in heaven." There weren't no waiting periods. Absent, Rachel believed that first that passage where it says, "To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord." Rachel believed that with every fiber of her being, every ounce of Christian faith and every every conviction that she could muster in her life. She believed that. And that's exactly what happened last Sunday. Rachel exhaled here and inhaled there. And the first person she saw was Jesus. And she didn't see him from a wheelchair. She didn't see him from a hospital bed. She didn't see him. She stood right in front of him. And in an instant, she was transformed and completely and wonderfully given a glorified body. And she stood before her Lord and saw the one she loved and worshipped. The one who had been with her through thick and thin. The one who had heard the prayers of all her friends. The one who had heard her prayer. The one who was there from the moment she was baptized and confirmed to the moment her daughters and family were around her and she went to be with the Lord. She saw that same Jesus. And I I, I really want to add to that that image in your hearts and minds tonight that there was some a touch on her shoulder and she turned around and there was her daddy. There was her father standing there. And then to other family members who have gone on before. Heaven is about love and reunion. Heaven is about deliverance and freedom. Heaven is about Jesus. And all the truth of God's word being openly displayed and set before us. And there was no more ALS. There was no more pain. There was no more trouble breathing. There was no more suffering. No more affliction. She was free. Not defeated. She was free. Not subjugated. She was free. Restored. Glorified. In Christ. The same woman whose whole life revolved around one aspect, and that was bringing praise and glory to God. And she's going to hear that word we read about. He's going to look straight at Rachel, and Jesus is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You fought the fight. You stayed the course. And she's going to find crowns 
fighting for her. And she's going to be there waiting for us. <laughs> or if you knew Rachel online, if you knew her as family, if you knew her as friend, you're going to see Rachel again if you know Jesus Christ. You're going to meet her. You're not going to have to get in your van or your truck or your car and drive to her house and and be there to help her and comfort her, try to help her. No, you will be ushered into his presence. I I tend to believe that we the next time we see Rachel, it's going to be in the air when Jesus comes back for us. And she always talked about the rapture to me. She when when she would talk about it, she said, you know, either way, we're going to all be with Jesus. Either way, he comes for each one of us individually or he comes for everyone all at the same time. Either way, we're going to be with Jesus. And that was that was her faith. That was her love. That was her life. A life of inspiration. She was truly victorious. The love and devotion of her mother, Linda, Linda, our hearts and thoughts are with you and Emily and Crystal and the whole family. The whole family. Our prayers and thoughts are with all of you. We know your hearts have been broke. We know the bittersweetness about this. We recognize it. And you will be lifted up in prayer unceasingly. But it was that same love from her mother and her daughters and her family and friends that provided the daily strength and determination that Rachel displayed when she fought the fight, when she stayed the course. Throughout it all, her witness for Jesus Christ revealed a godly woman of incredible faith who inspired so many of her friends, both online and offline, she witnessed anyone who would listen. One of her last things I read about was in when she went to the ER, she witnessed to the people in the ambulance and the, in, in the ER and the emergency medical techs and all of them. She witnessed to all of them. On her Facebook page, you can go to her Facebook page and you'll see a, a little meme and it says, keep, keep witnessing to people. Even if you're, even if you know you're, you're going to go be with the Lord, keep doing it. They might think you're crazy, but do it anyway. And that was the devotion this woman had. That was the, the incredible display of faith that she had. She was a remarkable gift to all of us, and she shared of herself so freely, and showed so much love for brethren. That's another thing that most people don't know. She would come to online when she was able to. She would come and she would ask, who can I pray for? What's the most serious people going through situations? How is so-and-so doing? She'd always ask for updates. She would always ask who she could pray for. Uh, I can only... I can only... 
wonder about the, the, the incredible grace that this woman displayed going through the trial and fiery trial that she herself lived in, and yet she set aside time to pray for others. To, to put others in her thoughts when she prayed. Where do we find such people? Where do we find such a one? Alan and Linda, they knew who Rachel was. Rachel was a testimony to their godliness and their, their faith in Christ. Rachel was a testimony to that nurturing and that admonition. Rachel was a, a trophy of God's grace. She was an example to the believers. And this isn't flattery, my friend. This is biblical commendation. She given to all of us to inspire us, to help edify us, to, to, to strengthen our prayer life, to show us what God, what Jesus wanted us to know. You see, the Bible tells us that God uses the weak things of this world to display his strength and his grace. And that's what Rachel did. Eulogy, we, we think of eulogies and we think of people patting someone on the back and talking about their civic accomplishments. Not Rachel. She had all that and more. She was active in civic groups. She was active in 4-H. She was, she was in her whole life. Her whole life prepared her for the battle. She wound up fighting and everything about her God used, and she freely gave Jesus to use to bring him praise and glory. She inspired so many of us. She asked me to remember her desire to preach the gospel in any online memorial that mentions her, she said, and to share Jesus. Above all, Chappie, share Jesus. That's what she asked of me. And so when when I heard she went to be with the Lord, I remembered the conversation online. I remembered the discussion. And I remembered her comments. And I said to myself, Lord, give me the strength to hold it together. My wife and I prayed for Rachel. I remember time and again I would tell Patty, I'd say, Patty, Rachel's going through so-and-so. This is going on with Rachel. And we would pray for her, sometimes during dinner, sometimes just privately in our private prayers and devotion. I would post it on the Berean page and also on the timeline. All she ever asked for many of us is prayer. All she ever asked was prayer. And in so doing, our prayer lives were strengthened. And in so doing, our Christian walks 
were brightened. We understood the love of God found in Jesus Christ because we saw it shining so strongly in Rachel's life. Eulogy and memorial service. I've done about seven of these now. And each time is very, very difficult because through the Holy Spirit, when we meet folks and then we get involved in praying for them and we become friends with them and we communicate, some people show just a little bit of themselves. Others show a little bit more. Rachel, she just opened her life up and said, you know, this is my battle. This is my fight. This is what the Lord has got me doing. Who can I pray for? She never really put the focus on herself. She was always putting the focus on others fighting ALS. She 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 she, she knew the battle personally, up close and personal, and she she wanted us to get the, a little bit of that understanding, and she did so by showing us her vulnerability and giving us in detail what was happening, how the disease was progressing, how the the ALS was impacting her, and she didn't mince words. She didn't she didn't back away from it. That's what I mean when I said she had courage, courageousness. She was so bold, so out there, so here I am. This is for Jesus. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna just display what's going on. You're gonna know. Some of it's gonna, you know, horrify you maybe. But then you might get an understanding and when you pray for folks with ALS you'll you you don't you, you understand how very, very important it is that you pray for people who have ALS and how important it is for you to pray that the researchers find a cure for ALS. Rachel Donkey Redmond. What a life. True, truly, truly. What a godly woman. What an incredible saint to the believers. Share Jesus, she said, above all. Share Jesus. That's her, I guess that would be her parting admonition for all of us. Not just chappy and preaching a sermon tonight from the passage in John that she chose, but the the message itself. Above all, share Jesus. Share Jesus. And I just praise God that I had the privilege as an online pastor and as a brother in Christ to be friends with such a such a such a godly woman such an incredible remarkable lady 
and truly she was a lady of grace and godliness. Today, in just a few minutes, we will do so in the message you're about to hear. The message Rachel wanted preached. The passage of scripture she chose. Today, from John's gospel, you'll hear a message. When you think about it, and you hear the message out there, you'll know it's true biblical teaching. You'll know it's truth from God's word, absolute truth from God's word. Because it comes indirectly (laughs) from an absolute follower of Jesus Christ. Rachel Donkey Ripped. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this night. Lord, we we are so grateful for the privilege we have, the joy we have, Lord, and have had in our friendship and fellowship in Christ with Rachel Donkey Redmond. Lord Jesus, you 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 blessed all of us with her life. You showed us what it is like when a servant, when one of your choice servants is faced with adversity. You showed us courage and valor and bravery. You showed us that in absolute weakness and frailty, pain, suffering, and affliction, you were present. You showed us, Lord, that you worked in this lady's heart and blessed us through her. Father God, be with her family. Be with Linda and the family and be with Emily and Crystal and their families. Be with all their family and friends, Lord. Bless her funeral service, Lord. May it be a blessing that magnifies you, Lord Jesus Christ. Bless the visitation there, Lord, at the funeral home, Lord. That'll be a time of fellowship and remembrance. Thank you, Lord, for her. The memories of this incredible sister in Christ. Thank you for the friendship we shared for her and with her. You truly showed us your light shining out from her. And we will forever be grateful, God, for such a one who is faithful and true. Thank you, Lord, for answering her prayers and our prayers on her behalf. Help us to be what we ought to be. And we'll be careful to give you, Lord, the glory in all things because it's rightfully yours. In Jesus' name, amen.
I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not where you go, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Our our sister in Christ, Rachel, wanted the gospel preached, and she wanted Jesus shared. That's what this passage of scripture does. It has the gospel right there in a nutshell. There's only one way to heaven, and that way is Jesus Christ. The first words out of of Jesus' mouth, if you go back to Matthew, the first words out of Jesus' mouth after he left the synagogue in Nazareth were to repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. This is what Jesus first began to preach. Sounds familiar. Sounds kind of like what John the Baptist was preaching. It's the same word of God, the same message from God. Repentance and faith through in, in Jesus Christ. Repentance and faith in Jesus Christ are part of saving faith. You need people need to understand that there's not a hundred different ways to heaven. There's not every religion doesn't have its own little highway designated to get you to heaven. You be a good Buddhist, you can go to heaven. You be a good Hindu, you can go to heaven. You be a good Muslim, you can go to heaven. There's only one way to to, to go to heaven, and Jesus is talking about this in this passage. But notice how Christ starts this passage off. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You know what that means? That means don't be afraid. You're going to see a lot of things. You're going to be going through a lot of things. He warns the apostles of this. In the upper room, he warns them of this. He's he's getting ready to tell them what's coming down the pike. It's not coming down weeks and months ahead. It's coming down very soon. You better be ready. And that's what Christ is saying here. And he he starts out this the, the the passage in John 14. He says, "Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me." You see what he says here. You believe in God, believe also in Christ. Believe also in Jesus. In my Father's house are many mansions. Notice, I, I, there's no other way to say this except say it. There's room for everybody who gets saved. There's room for everybody. There's mansions up there. We know what a mansion is, don't we? Other Versions say dwelling place. Other versions say uh, of, of tabernacles. But the word here in the KJV is mansions. And then Jesus says, if it were not so, I would have told you. A lot of people are saying, oh, when you're gone, you're gone, that's it. 
Rachel knew different because she knew this passage. She knew. And if anybody had a right to be troubled, it would be Rachel. The battle she fought, the pain and suffering and affliction she went through, she understood what it was to be troubled. But she, she, her faith in Christ was was absolute. It was it was her her guiding star. It was the strength from which the love of her family and friends and prayers which tapped into. It gave her the fortitude, the perseverance, the determination, the dedication. And that's what this is all about. Belief in God, belief in Jesus Christ. We believe. We don't just believe in God. The Bible says that the demons know scripture. They can even cite scripture. Belief in Jesus Christ. Believe also in me, Jesus says. The Apostle John, in the, in the very first of the book, in the very first of the book, of it says this. It says, now listen, listen to what it says. It says, that was the light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. I'm talking from chapter 1, starting in verse 9. He was in the world, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Here it is, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the children of God, even to them that believe on his name. And that's what Jesus is saying here in John 14. You believe in God, believe also in me. Believe also in me, believe on Jesus' name is what he's saying. Who believe in his person, believe in his finished work on the cross, believe in his resurrection from the dead. That's the gospel. You can't divide those things from Jesus Christ. You can't. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Look, he says, in my Father's house are many men. If it were not so, I would have told you. Look, Christ doesn't hide stuff from us. He gives us confirmation and affirmation of what God's Word teaches. His whole life is the testimony. That's what it means in Revelation when it talks about the testimony of Jesus Christ and the testimony of the Word of God. Christ is that testimony. And when there, when we have questions about things, and if and if we ask Jesus the thing about those things, Jesus says, look, I'm going to tell you. If it weren't so, I would have told you. Jesus knows what's important to us, what we, what's important for us to hang our faith on and, 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 to, and to trust in. That, are, that, that it's not just emotionalism or, 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 or some kind of cheap, easy believism, but that it's conviction, biblical conviction. And the biblical conviction is that in the Father's house are many mansions. He's talking about heaven. Jesus, Jesus compared all of heaven to the Father's house. His Father's house. Heaven is a house. And it's his Father's house. And inside that house are many mansions. There's room for everyone who believes in his name who believes in him, 
So there is the offer given. And then look. And then he says, I go to prepare a place for you. He's talking about, you know where Jesus started preparing the place for us? Do you know where that place, where he was going, he's talking about? He's not just talking about going back to heaven. He's talking about going to Calvary. I go to prepare a place for you. See, the place he prepares for us is he takes our place on the cross. He takes our sins upon himself. That's where he began his journey to prepare a place for us. That's where Jesus began, at Calvary. He shed his blood for the remission of our sins. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. There is no forgiveness of sins unless the blood is shed. And Christ knew he was going to shed his blood. He would pour out his life and his lifeblood. I mentioned about Rachel. Rachel doing what? Singing her life song. I mentioned about that, didn't I? Well, Christ went to the cross to pour out his life's blood. To forgive our sins, to take our sins upon himself. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Isn't that what Christ did at the resurrection? When he appeared to the disciples, he he came back and received them unto himself. He had to receive Peter because he knew Peter was going to do exactly what he said would happen in verse 36 through 38 when Peter denied Christ three times. Jesus said it was going to happen. But after the resurrection, we read in the gospel accounts where they're walking on the beach and Jesus takes Peter aside and says, Do you love me, Peter? Feed my sheep. Do you love me, Peter? Feed my sheep. Do you love me, Peter? Feed my lambs. And this is what this is what Christ did. He he came he will he came again. He came back from the dead. He rose from the dead. Not just being dead, he rose from the death of the cross. They saw him scourged and beaten and crucified. They saw the crown of thorns that made his his forehead a bloody mess. They saw the blood flowing down from the cross. They saw the nails through his hands and feet. They saw the lance thrust into his side. And yet Christ came back. I go prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. This isn't just in the future. This isn't just talking about coming back at the rapture. This isn't just talking. This is this is the relationship Jesus has with us. He's always with us. He comes to us. He comes again to us. Time and again, haven't you prayed? Lord, I need you. Lord, I, I, I need you. Rachel understood those prayers. Rachel understood the power of prayer. Rachel said she could tell when people were praying for her. And this is one of the things that is, is inferred in this, in this passage. 
he'll come again and receive us unto himself, that where he is, there we may be also. You want to go to heaven? You've got to trust Christ. You want to go to heaven? You've got to believe in Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ, nobody can look into your eyes or, or look into your face or, 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 you know, we can see evidence. <clears throat> can we see that evidence that you're saved? Only God knows your heart. God knows our hearts. God knows all. God looks and, and sees all. He hears all. He's an unseen guest in every conversation. And Jesus Christ is the one talking here. And he tell, he talks about where I go, you know, and the way you know. And he's talking about heaven. Then he's talking about going back. And Thomas says, we don't know where you're going, Lord. How can we know the way? And Jesus says, he says, in verse 6, I am the way. See, God's way is truthful. God's way is definite. God's way is God's way. Scripture says his, our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. But in Jesus Christ, we find the way. We find the way, we find the truth, and we find the life itself. And it's all encompassed in him, one person, him. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No man comes unto the Father but by him. You, nobody gets into heaven without Jesus saying it. It's okay to come on in. It's okay. You trusted in me. You confessed me as Savior and Lord. You repented of your sins and believed on me. You believed in my finished work. You believed in my blood shed for you. You believed I took your sins on myself. Christ knows when we do these things. He knows when we have that faith. He knows when we trust Jesus Christ utterly. A lot of people think, they come to faith in Christ, and and they're the ones that get to decide what to believe. They're the ones that get to decide what to choose. They can cherry pick what to believe. That's a lie from hell. You've got to believe the scripture. You've got to believe what the scripture teaches, and most of all, you've got to believe what Jesus teaches and what Jesus preaches. And here in John 14, 1 through 6, we see what Jesus preaches. Jesus says, I am the way the way to heaven. I am the way. I am the truth, the truth about heaven, how to get there, how to receive him. It's all in Jesus Christ. Then he says, I am the life. What does that mean? Life eternal, life everlasting. Jesus says, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, have it more eternally, have it everlastingly. Jesus is that way. Jesus is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. No other way into heaven except through Christ. Church membership, that you know, I don't see that anywhere in this verse. Do you see it? I don't see it. No man or woman, that, you know, it's included, by the way. No man or woman cometh unto the Father but by me. You've got to come through Christ to get into heaven. 
to be saved. To come to saving faith, you've got to put your faith in Christ, in Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. That's sharing Jesus. Jesus Christ shared everything with us. The knowledge of how to get to heaven, the truth of God's word, the way to heaven, the life eternal, all of that Jesus shared with us. And so we, Rachel admonished me, we have, I've got to share Jesus with you. His salvation, his, his love. In John 3, go back to John 3. Salvation message. You can't preach a salvation message without going to John 3. Look at, uh, look, start, look at, uh, starting to verse 14. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Jesus is talking about being crucified. Way back in John chapter 3, Jesus is talking about being crucified. I'm going to be lifted up. The Son of Man will be lifted up. He must be. It doesn't say might be. It doesn't say should be. It doesn't say could be. He says must. So must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. We find salvation when Christ is lifted up. We find salvation in Christ on Calvary. For God so loved the world, chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Way back, way ahead, in John 14, Jesus says, you believe in God, believe in me. In John chapter 3, Jesus says, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you believe God loved you enough to send his son? Do you believe God loved you enough to send his only begotten son to die on your behalf, to be lifted up, to be crucified on your behalf, to take your sins upon himself? We can't save ourselves. You know, uh, Maybe if I go get crucified, I I can redeem myself. No. You know why? Because you're a sinner. Christ wasn't a sinner. He was a Savior. Christ had no sin. The Bible says that over and over. Christ was a sinless, unblemished Lamb of God. There was no sin in Jesus Christ. His blood was holy. That's why there was a virgin birth and the vicarious atonement. Vicarious. You know what that means? That means he's dying for you. You're not dying for your own sins. And guess what? There's no strength in us dying for our own sins. There's no redemption in that. His blood cleanses us. His blood cleanses us, makes us clean, washes away our sins. And here it is in John chapter 3, verse 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Look at, we always read John 3.16. Do we ever read John 3.17? God, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. <coughs> we, so many of us out there are preaching condemnation. We're using God's word like a, a hammer and hammering people left, right, and center. And we think we're doing God's service. But are you, are you, are you given the truth of God's word? And the truth is, Jesus wasn't sent to con- into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It wasn't just condemnation. The condemnation already exists. The Bible says that. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. The lost are condemned already. Our message is to take the gospel to <coughs> take the gospel to them and show them salvation found in Jesus Christ, redemption found in Jesus Christ. The only begotten Son of the living God. That's who he is. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John 14. Go back to John 14. Look again. Full message. Here we go. Where I go, you know, the way you know, verse 4, chapter, and verse 5, Thomas says unto him, Lord, we know not where you go, and how can we know the way? Thomas wasn't listening. Thomas wasn't listening. He responds by saying, we don't know where you're going, Lord. He thinks Jesus was talking about in the next five minutes. Jesus isn't talking about the next five minutes. Jesus is talking about why he came into the world. Jesus is talking about the way to heaven, salvation, redemption, life eternal, the truth of God's word, the way to heaven. Jesus is saying these, and he's not just giving them a nondescript, uh, convoluted, uh, complex, Theological terms, it's straight-up truth that anybody can understand if they just hear it and listen to it and accept it and believe it. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus could have stopped right there and it would have been authoritative, but he didn't stop right there. Look what he said. No man comes unto the Father but by me. There it is. There's the proof that we can't add anything to our salvation. <laughs> there is the, tr- the truth of the matter. We can't add anything to our salvation. Our salvation is accomplished only by Christ. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Do you know Jesus Christ? Are you saved? If you died in the next five minutes, 
Would you go to heaven and meet Rachel? Or are you not sure? Is there uncertainty? Is the, is the question not, not definite enough for you? Are the answers not definite enough for you? Because look, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That seems definite, a definite enough path for me to understand the truth of that matter, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. The way to heaven. The truth about God's word and the life eternal. Jesus Christ is that. We 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 look at heaven. We, we we were talking about mansions, and one of the one of the incredible statements here is that there are many mansions. If you go over to England and look at the king's mansions and the queen's mansions, you're going to find gatekeepers and guards everywhere. Guess who the gatekeeper of heaven is? Jesus Christ. Guess who has the keys to the kingdom? Jesus Christ. Guess who walks among the golden candlesticks in heaven? Jesus Christ. Guess who the entire book of Revelation is about? Jesus Christ. You're wondering. You don't know Christ. Don't gamble with your eternal destiny. Don't gamble with your life. You've got to live somewhere forever. And you will live somewhere forever. Make sure that place is with Jesus Christ. Make sure you're with Jesus Christ. Rachel Donkey Redman. Rachel Donkey Redman. She did what? She believed in Jesus Christ. She accepted him. She believed in him. She believed in God, not just God. She believed in Jesus Christ. Notice it says also. That means linked. They're linked. You can't divide God from Jesus Christ. You can't divide the Father from the Son. They're one person. We don't fathom that. We can't comprehend that. That boggles our mind. I've been saved 45 years, and I'm still trying to figure it out. But I know this. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father, but by Jesus Christ. And that's the gospel. That's what John the Baptist was preaching in the River Jordan. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he, what was John the Baptist preaching for people to do? To what? To repent. No way to heaven except through Jesus Christ. It's a gospel of repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. We repent of our sins. We trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ and his resurrection from the dead on the third day. Those are the two primary points of our salvation to what we believe. You can't believe in a living God if you don't believe in a living, risen Savior. 
You can't divide up God from Jesus. You can't separate them. They're the, Jesus told the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees, he told them all, I and my Father are one. And they went ballistic. They went crazy, berserk, angry, because Jesus dared to declare who he was. Well, I'm here to tell you I'm daring to declare there's no other way to get to, into heaven except through Jesus Christ. And that's the gospel. That's sharing Jesus Christ with you. That's what Rachel Redmond believed. That's what sustained her for five years battling ALS. She clung to her faith with stubborn conviction, refusal to surrender it away. God led her through some of the most trying, difficult, unbelievably torturous agony and physical pain you can imaginable. And she still trusted Christ. She still trusted Jesus. Don't you want to have that kind of faith? Don't you want to know Jesus, the Jesus Christ that Rachel believed in, trusted implicitly, looked to for prayers, Ask God to bless her mom and her daughters. Don't you want to know this Jesus? Make today the day that you come to Christ. Make to, today the day you repent of your sins and trust in Jesus Christ. Trust in his finished work on the cross for you. Trust in the fact that he shed his blood to forgive your sins that he indeed took your sins upon himself, that he took your place on the cross, died for you. That's an, that's, a, that's an astonishing, incredibly powerful point of faith that Christ, Christ Jesus died for us. It's our time our responsibility, our duty to live for him. To take this great salvation which we have and live and share it before men and women. That's what Rachel did in Lynn, Wisconsin. That's what that lady did when she talked to the EMT techs and shared Jesus with them. When she talked to her doctors and nurses, when she talked to the pharmacist, when she talked to the, uh, the every single person she ever came into contact with, eventually she they saw a witness in that woman. They saw there was something different about this woman. I can't believe this woman is fighting ALS, and she has a smile on her face. She has joy. How is that possible? How can how is this possible? And and the answer is two words. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your gospel. Thank you for the truth of your word, Lord. Lord, thank you that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you, Father God, for your great love. You loved us so much. You sent your only begotten son 
Thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. Thank you for the the blessing of your word. Now we pray, Lord, for each person out there listening to this message, Lord, who needs Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. Help them, Lord, to repent and believe in Jesus Christ, to accept in Jesus Christ, to receive Jesus Christ. Father God, save. Let your word go forth and accomplish purpose it for. You tell us, Lord Jesus, that in your word, your word goes out and it will not return void. I pray, Lord, that someone gets saved because of this message, that somebody somewhere comes to saving faith in Jesus Christ because of this message inspired by our sister in Christ, Rachel Donkey Redmond, who's in heaven today at this very instant. Father God, we pray for those who are struggling with their faith. Maybe there's some out there, Lord, who are backslidden, get caught up in sin. You've got to come back to God's word. You're going through pretending and pretensions. Maybe you got sidetracked somewhere. You got caught up in sin and iniquity. Lord, bring them back, Lord Jesus. Convict their hearts. Work in their hearts, Lord, that those who are backslidden would come back to faith in Jesus Christ and walk faithful. Lord Jesus, we preach tonight to the lost and the backslidden. Now I now I have this prayer, Lord, to utter for the brethren in Christ that we would remain faithful and true to your word that we would remain in fervent prayer for one another and in fervent love for one another. Father God, bless this fellowship and every single person affiliated with it. Give us all, Lord, discernment and wisdom as needed. Help us to be what we ought to be, Lord. Thank you for this service. We magnify and exalt you, Lord Jesus. We lift you up for all to see. We do pray this prayer in that matchless name above every name. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for sharing these moments with us. Thank you for attending through the uh, blog talk, the uh, memorials, online memorial and eulogy we had for Rachel. Thank you for being part of this broadcast. We pray that this broadcast will be instrumental in people's salvation. That is what we want and desire and pray for. That is indeed the desire of our hearts as well as it was Rachel's. I just, I want to just say how much of a blessing she was one more time. One final time. 
she showed us Christ in the most incredible of circumstances. We are we have been so blessed, haven't we, brothers and sisters? We have truly been blessed. Have a wonderful week in Jesus. God bless you all. And we'll see you next Sunday, hopefully. Good night. God bless. Blessed be